G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. Well, we love catching up with them. They are some of our faves. It's Brett and Kate Rahm from Focus on the Family Australia. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. So good to catch up with you guys again. Of course, it's a very busy time of year. I always say when you get to October, Christmas is practically here. Oh, if you're a um, parent, you're dealing with term four. Lots going on. Of course, the big end of year exams for the uh, grade 12ers at the moment. It's all all happening. But... uh, yeah, talk to us about, uh, I guess, exams and pressure and stress for our, our kids our in kids. school. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, yeah. It's, it's actually managing the stress and expectations that you have them have of them and the expectations they have of themselves. And mm. how you navigate this time is, is per- imperative that you do it well and bring them along on the journey. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love that. And I guess, obviously, if mum and dad are feeling a bit stressed or you know, tenuous about the whole process, that can... You know, flow through too, can it? So it's you know, important to manage your own emotions so that we're not sort of you know, putting too much um, of that into the, the kids so that they're kind of behind the eight ball from the start. Oh, absolutely. Transference is one of the worst things. Mm. Let's face it. Yeah, if we if we really struggled with exams or struggle under pressure, then we absolutely transfer that to our kids. So we have to work out ways not to do that. Mm. I, on the other hand, loved exams. And so for my own kids... They were like, you're nuts. <laughs> but it, it really made them feel chilled because I go, don't see it as they're trying to trap you about what you may or may not know. It's your opportunity to tell them what you do know mm, and I do like it that. well. Yeah. I like and that. so I said, approach it differently. It's like, this is your opportunity to just go, this is what I know. It's fantastic. I'm all over it, um, rather than them trying to trick you. Yeah. Uh, and it's an approach thing. It's, the, it's your narrative that you tell yourself. Yeah, that's a really good point because I think, you're right. I mean, I guess I've always thought of it, even as you say that, I think, yeah, I've always thought of exams as being those sort of trick questions and things like that. Mm. So that's yeah, interesting that you've sort of got a completely different perspective. But I think understanding how we think is important into how that's going to be perceived by the kids. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, if your experience hasn't been good, it doesn't mean theirs isn't going to be good. Mm. Um, I think one of the things we've got to be careful with, you know, we, we need to reassure our kids that regardless of results, we love them, but don't say that to them. Yeah. You know, whatever you get, we're still going to love you. And because the first thing they say is, you don't yeah, think whatever. I'm going to do well, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's so yeah. true. And so it's just like, guys, just do your best. Yeah, that's all we can that's do. That's all we can ask of you. And so you're the number one cheerleader. Yeah. Basically, and you're and you as part of your role of being their cheerleader is creating an environment where they can vent with you, but not be rude and not mm. be disrespectful. You can actually create a space for them so there's some quietness, but they also need some downtime. and And you're creating this environment around the household, so when they go on that day to sit their exams, that they're in a really good headspace mm. and have fun. I was actually I actually wrote chants for my kids when they were doing exams. So I do give me a give me a T T give me an A A and they go oh mum but they loved it you yeah. know because I was their cheerleader I, I so said cool. I believe in you you can do great doesn't matter what you get it's just I know you're going to do great for you yeah. just yes. go That's go really have fun good. excellent That's so good how do you deal with like and obviously this is often the case where you've got you know multiple kids 
One's very yep. academic and just loves exams and strives and does, you know, excels, and the other one struggles. I mean, obviously, as parents, we don't want to compare, but the kids will often compare themselves with between yeah. each other. Of course other. they do. How do you yeah. deal with that? Well, that's a really great question because we never – you can't parent your children the same because they're yep. all uniquely and wonderfully made mm. and they're wired differently. And so you have to parent them differently. And what motivates one doesn't necessarily motivate the other and what – uh, is a discipline for one, doesn't discipline the other. When you're uh, dealing with a child that may not be as academic, you're also praising the things that they are good at mm. to uh, reinforce that their their character, not necessarily their academia, or it could be their um, their their compassion, their kindness, their thoughtfulness, their willingness to help, um, their maturity, all these things. Uh, we're made up of different body, souls, and spirit, and our intellect is one part of it, but it's not the only part. And so you're actually reinforcing some really positive things about who they are and who they're becoming. And what mm. their giftings are. I mean, yeah. you might have a kid who's not academic but musically gifted, mm. and, you know, that's extraordinary. And so, you know, your non-academic child who's about to do exams, and, you know, so far through the year their best has been a C – if they get a C, that's fantastic. Yeah. If that's their best, that's fantastic, and you praise that. Um, you know, I had a son who got 94, and, um, you know, his teacher actually said to us one time, where did you lose your marks? And, <laughs> and he said, did you talk to the teacher? And I go, no. And I said, she just knows what you're capable of. Mm. But then I taught other kids where they got a C, and I was so proud because I knew they'd busted their gut. Yeah. Mm. Um, but that wasn't their gifting. Mm. And yet, art-wise, their paintings were extraordinary. And so you've got to find what the giftings are of your child. That's, yeah. yep. that's part of their love language is understanding and knowing what your giftings are in your child and how you can bring out the best. Mm, that's a really good point. I think coming back to what you said right at the start was you know, just encouraging the kids to do their best. And as you mm. say, that's going to look different for every child. Yeah. But if they mm. can honestly say, I put in yep, my best effort. Done it. Then that's the end. At the end of the day, that's really all that matters, eh? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I guess for us, we used to talk to the kids about you're doing it everything unto the Lord. Mm. It's not for us. It's not your, our love is not performance based. Mm. And yeah. if your child, if your love is performance based, your child will never live up. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's a because good point. you set expectations that are way out of line for maybe what they're capable of. That's not to say that you don't ever set expectations of behaviour or expectations of discipline. Um, them being disciplined around different areas, but I'm talking about that your love is based on performance. It, it should never, like getting results, you know, when it, they come in in January. It doesn't matter what they get. Yeah. Mm. It, it matters about who they are, what they do next. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is what you've got. Now what? Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. I mean, I didn't get great results when I did um, year 12. Uh, I could have got into what I wanted, but I, I didn't. And so my mum turned around and said, so, what are you doing now? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, things change as you get older. You know, you're more disciplined. You you have a desire to learn more and so on and so forth. A, a level of maturity sets in. Mm. And, and to be quite honest, that happens a lot. So year 12 may not be great, but in two years' time, if they go and work for a couple of years and then head off, you know, and mm. choose what they really want to do, 
oh, my goodness, when they put their head down, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. so true. On our website, we've actually got a whole article on this and how to support your child during exams. So I encourage people mm. to download that. It's all for free, and it's via our website at families.org.au. Good reminders, some great tips in there as well, guys. Really appreciate that, and we look forward to chatting with you again next week. You're more yeah, than welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.